Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, 34 days from now, we'll be discussing a uh, bracket as of right now on Stadium.com. Both Creighton and Nebraska are in it. We welcome in our bracketologist, Tim Kruger, back from his golfing vacation that was not in Phoenix at the uh, debacle that was the Waste yeah. Management Open. Bad weather and bad fans. Yeah. Um, Crazier. Yes, it's like spring break at Panama yeah. Yeah. Panama City. When you got like four or five uh, golfers that were actually having to address the uh, the gallery a little bit because talking in backswings and whatnot. And people, I guess there was some fighting amongst fans too. Yeah, a lot of yeah, stuff. There was a brawl. Zach Johnson got into it with yeah. a fan. Yeah. Doesn't it look like the Waste Management Open, Tim, is... One of those things you like to watch on TV, but you would never find yourselves in the, in the middle of. Well, my son lives down there. He's like, "Why don't you come down for my session?" <laughs> and I go, "I go, I. That's you know, I'm so into golf that that's probably not what I want to do. Yeah. You know, is that microphone bad? Is it a little limp? That's yeah, <laughs> low T USA, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to fix it? It's okay. It's all right. Can I you got fix it. That, Jimmy? Uh, it is got some screws loose, but the most important thing there, it works. Yeah, can't take that for granted. <laughs> State-of-the-art studio. Yeah. Only the best. Oh, well aware. Yeah. Yeah. Probably works. not as good as your current studio, but I, I regret. It's pretty nice. Um, Okay. So right now, everyone likes to talk about the net rankings. 16 for Creighton, 53 for Nebraska. The stadium.com bracket will be released uh, later today. You have Creighton as a 5 seed. You have Nebraska as a 10 seed. So really no change. No change. Nebraska dropped a little bit in the mm. 10 mm line um yeah there there's just so many teams right in there that you just you look at and you go gosh I really don't know what to do with this team mm-hmm. you know I mean even a team I have like I think they're my last or my first four out they're the last group is Memphis like I kind of look at them and go well they they did do a lot of good things early they beat a lot of good teams but then gosh lately they just they're horrible so I I there, there's so much, you know, you could, that last eight to ten teams you have in in the first four, you could put them all in a barrel and pull them out, and I, I won't have qualms if anybody has it different because it, it's just, they're, they're so close right now. The week that Creighton's had, I'm curious how you kind of assess, because that was a great win on the road, but then you also have a, it was, an, I guess I wouldn't call it, an acceptable loss, but it's a loss at Providence where they haven't won in a while. And then you also look at the the home loss to Butler where, again, I think a lot of people were trying to make sense of that because it was, I mean, it was just a offensively, it was an offensive showcase, but you do lose that at home. So what have you kind of, how have you kind of assessed their week as, as far as the seeding and really the impact of this last week? Yeah, you go on the road to a, a re, in a really tough conference where the middle's pretty, you know, pretty decent, um, and obviously a tough place to play. That's really not a quote unquote bad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, hey, the ball bounce. You know, <laughs> look, 
for whatever reason, and I watch a ton of basketball. The Big East. Why do I feel like you're about to hop on a soapbox? Here? The Big East. Do it. Is, the Big East officials, uh, like they just, there clearly was an agenda this year. Like we are going to let them play, and I mean, yeah. really let them play. Yep. I I feel like UConn has adjusted to it quicker than the other teams. That's good do. point. Not to mention they're just really mm. good. All right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that last play in regulation, that would have been roughing the passer in the NFL. I mean, he got hit right in the face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, how can you not call that? I, I and that that's game over. Ashford's going to make those people right. Throws. So I mean, it's just so you lose a game like that. You know, the ball could have bounced a million different ways. Uh, Carter just you know drained one from Mitch Balgrange, yeah. and <laughs> you know he's. It's too bad. You know, he's not going to be player of the year, but he should be player of the year. He's, yeah. he's terrific. I think that guy in Marquette is now solidifying that he will be the player of the year in the <laughs> Big East. So speaking of the Big East, you're a little bit opposite of what some of your peers in this business do. High on the Big East, not so much on the Big Ten. But as of this morning, you have six from the Big Ten in and just four from the Big East. Now, look at the next four or the last four. There are some familiar Big East teams in there. But what's your thoughts? Let's first start with the Big East. Why you only have four? Because Providence and uh, Seton Hall have dropped out. Seton Hall's in a tailspin here. And I thought, you know, yeah, I thought maybe that was a little, little bit of fool's gold early mm-hmm. on when they were leading the league. I, I just, if you looked at the schedule, you saw it really flipped around about two weeks ago. Now they've got to go on the road at all the top teams. And they're not done yet. I mean, they've got to come to Creighton. Got to go to UConn yet, so they're they're a ways away. They're 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 they've got some more losses in their bag. They're going to drop down. Um, I, I'm I'm maybe unfairly dropping Providence a little bit because if I think they're two and three without Hopkins, so to me, I mean, he just means so much. I just think Carter eventually is going to get wore down because he's taking on so much. Mm-hmm. Maduro's playing great too, but. Uh, the rest of their team, you can see that when Odor went on the lineup, Carter went on the lineup, they're just not that yep. good. I, I just don't, and they've and they've got a lot of tough, tough draws ahead of them too. Um, so that that's the two teams I think I had in at one point, and now I don't. Uh, but although Butler has slipped in there, uh, St. John's was the other one. Yep. But they've, you know, they're at four, struggled of late. They're fourteen to ten now, yeah. so they're getting in like the danger zone. That's the same way Villanova. Villanova is probably not that bad, but you know. The, you know, if you prorate that out, the committee's not going to put in a team that's, you know, seventeen and sixteen. They're just not. So, you they got to start winning some more games. Yeah, huge missed opportunity for St. John's against Marquette. They blow a fifteen point lead. I think they're two and six in their last eight. Yeah. Now they yeah. still have some big games ahead of them. They get, right. They get, they get Creighton in New York, but they're running out of time. Yeah, and then you wonder, you know. How great their home court advantage will be if they keep losing. Yep. You know, that's what you always worry about with them. Uh, Wisconsin. I don't know if anybody in the top three or four seeds has had a worse week. In fact, go back to the loss to Nebraska. They haven't won since. Where do you where do you think their their floor could be? Well, they're plummeting down the uh, the the Uh, net because I think at one point we were talking about a possible the way they were playing. eh, Maybe they could. They could back into a one seed. Right. Now, now it's like, exactly. I mean, three, three's about right, but it looks like that's not safe right now. And that wasn't long ago, Nick, that we were right. talking about that. Right. Um, you know, they, they still have a tremendous strength of schedule. That's going to always be there for them. They're number three in the country in strength of schedule. So mm-hmm. that's going to help them out. Obviously, they've got, 
That Marquette win keeps looking better and better every day. Um, but yeah, they've got they've got to write the ship here. They, um, you know, as much as they've struggled, they don't have any bad losses on their resume. Those are all still Q two losses that they've obtained. But um, yeah, when you look at when you look at Michigan the other yeah. day, and then you see they lost to Michigan, right? Although they're a different team at home, yeah, different roster at home. Uh, I, I think. What helped them out this week was everybody around them on on those three lower two upper four seed lines all lost mm-hmm. too. So everybody did it. Um, I think they're. I, I dropped them a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see when we do this week um, on Friday night. We're having our mock selection committee doing the the reveal part of it. It'll be interesting to see on that because I as I wrote today with the story, the ones and twos are pretty much. Everybody's got the yeah. same ones and twos. Might have mixed up a little bit, but they're they're yeah. all the same ones and twos. When you start getting into threes and fours, you know, personally, I think I've moved Illinois to a four. I think I could see the committee making them a three because of Shannon being out, you know, and they obviously played yeah. played better when he was in the, in the lineup. Um, and then what do you do with a Dayton? You know, mm. you know, you know. Obviously, they don't get the opportunities the other team do, but they have. Uh, accumulated a lot of wins, so that whole that whole section in there is it can can really fluctuate a lot. I I moved Alabama up even though they lost because their resume keeps getting better and better and better, even even with losses because the SEC is so tough. Yep. Uh, and one of those losses on their resume is a, a loss to Creighton back in December. So, so the ones across the board: Purdue, Arizona, Houston, uh, UConn. The twos across the board: Tennessee, Carolina, North Carolina, Marquette, and then KU, who's got a big game tonight in Lubbock. Now, part of this past weekend, which made me yearn for the old bracket buster, because we saw Gonzaga <laughs> go to Kentucky. Now, Gonzaga oh. won. Kentucky at home, they're struggling. They can't play yeah. defense. People are wondering, man, do we have to get rid of Calipari? You've got Gonzaga, though, still at the first four out. Are they are they in the position where they've just got to win their conference tournament, or can they play themselves back in before they get to Vegas? Yeah, I... I struggle with that because I I had Gonzaga in early on and everybody's like, "What? You're nuts!" You know, I go, "Here's the deal. If they hang around 22 and 23 in the net, the committee's going to put them in. I don't mm-hmm. care what they do. They're going to put them in. It's just like on this reveal, South Carolina is a four seed, but it's a bad look for the NCA if they do their top 16 reveal." And they have a team sitting there at 45 net. Because mm-hmm. then people will be like, well, if this is your metric, how can you have a team at 45 in the top 16? That makes no yeah. sense, right? So they aren't going to – I'm just telling yeah. you, that sounds like it's a conspiracy or what have you. It won't be. The committee will just say, yeah, their their computer numbers just aren't quite good enough, right? Mm. The same will happen with Gonzaga. I, But right now, they've only got that one quality win. I think you've got like a 55 win as well, um, but yeah, no. If they beat St. Mary's in the final on that, and that'll be a a great, that'll be two high quality road wins they'll have. So that would I think push them in. Obviously, if they yeah. beat St. Mary's tournament, they'll be in because they'll win the they'll win the WCC. Um, I, I still think if you on the bottom line too, besides where their net will be, I mean, if you're just eye test. I mean, they're one of the best 36 at-larges. They just are. 
Ole Miss, and you mentioned the SEC being a lot stronger now, too, and they got a big one tomorrow night at Kentucky. Are they, in your opinion right now, currently, are they playing themselves in or out with uh, basically this, this last two-week stretch of games that we've seen them drop their last two but also have a three-game winning streak as well? They're a yo-yo. They're going back and forth. Yeah. And they're, they'll, you know, they, they have a big game, like you said. They win that game, they'll be back in. Yeah. You know, it's just it, that's how, how close it is. Um, you know, a team I don't even have in my – eight out but I looked at you know if Drake wins out mm. they could get an at large you know they'd at least beat some people mm-hmm. on their resume um, I don't think they have enough now but if they can take care of business and maybe lose the finals to Indiana State I could see them getting an at large can we keep Indiana State in they're fun to watch yeah they are fun to watch <laughs> have they have they done enough to get an at large I moved them into an at large position this okay. week um, I have them at a 10 seat um, and I also moved Grand Canyon into like the last 11. So, um, yeah, I think they have just the pure at, when you get to that level, it's just at one point, it's the pure accumulation of wins, mm-hmm. you know, overtake any warts they have on their resume and they don't have warts. They just haven't, you know, obviously played a tough enough schedule, yep. but, um, I think if you saw them early on play some of these power teams, they were right there with them. So um, I, I think, yeah, I think they probably at this point, but, you know, typically happens is you get to that last week before the Valley Tournament, they'll go on the road to somebody and get beat, and then we'll be forgetting, forgetting about that talk. It, it always feels like this happens for Nebraska after a loss, and we, we saw this last week when they lose on the road to Northwestern, where people want to all of a sudden really amplify – the lack of wins in conference play on the road and then try to be able to compare it to the ones that they've had at home. When they lose against Northwestern this last week, in your opinion and evaluating them in their whole body of work, and I guess there's also a little part of the forecast of what they will do, was there any part of that loss that made you think, okay, now the tournament hopes are a little bit more in peril? Yes. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, they, they've got to they've got to win some road games. They just do. Yeah. They just do. I mean, right now Kansas State's it, right? Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unless you want to count Oregon State on a neutral site. Yeah. Uh, normally, what happens is when the committee sits down and they get their teams ranked up and mm-hmm. they kind of look at them and the teams that have those three twenty non-conference yep. strength of schedules, they usually like drop them a line, right? Mm-hmm. Just They just do. You know, that's what I'm worrisome with Iowa State. You know, Iowa State has a three resume, and I have them there th- this week, but gosh, are they going to get penalized for that non-conference? Maybe maybe not because they've got so much on their resume. Yeah. They're, they're, again, a team that could use some road wins. But, uh, but so I thought, okay, this week I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really look at those different teams that have that, and there's several of them. You know, We talked about Ole Miss. They're another one that has it. But all the teams around them have the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there, there was nowhere for them to move unless you want to put them. I, I did see some people put them in the last four in. Um, I, I just don't think they're there yet because you can't – it's just like Northwestern, you know, their resume isn't anything great too. But, man, they've got four high-quality wins. You can't yeah. ignore that. Even though, same with Nebraska, even though they all came at home, when you beat, you know, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Michigan State, that's, nobody else has done that. So I think you have to give them credit. The big thing, too, with Nebraska, no bad losses. So that's good.
Uh, Non-conference strength of schedule is 268. They have road games at Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, All three teams which are not currently in your uh, bracket. Uh, You touched on something that I know that you you and the the fellas have been doing for uh, the last couple of years. Tell us about what's going to happen Friday night with your mock bracket ahead of the reveal by... Uh, the NCAA. Yeah, so on the reveal, we'll have a YouTube show, 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, just go to the mock 2024 mock selection. You'll pull it up on YouTube, and we will be there. Uh, just We're going to follow the NCAA committee's procedures and see the top 16, and we will put them into a region and maybe even throw a site in there and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go through the whole process. And we'll also have the first four out, which which right now, you know, your those last spots are between Creighton, San Diego State, uh, Dayton, South Carolina, Clemson, and all in that that ilk. How does how does so you for people that just tuned in, you're not saying next four out. You're talking out of the top the top four yeah, seed. They'd be the five oh. five seed. Yeah. How how high? What's the what's the ceiling and what's the floor for a Creighton seed? Because you haven't met five if, right if, now. If the current group of fours continue on their path, and that path is like winning a couple, losing a couple, and so forth, Creighton's got to beat, got to get the UConn and Marquette wins. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have three really high quality wins. Now you can start talking because they don't have anything bad. They have a good strength of schedule, all that. The computer numbers love them. So that would, I could see them getting a three. Uh, more likely they'll four, but if you're a four, what difference does it make yeah. if you're a four or a five? You know, you're going, you're going, you got a fifty percent shot. You're going to Spokane. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around it. But uh, floor, mm, yes, six. So those teams in there, the fives and the first couple sixes are pretty tight. So I would say they they could easily be a six. But hey, they were six last year. People forget that. Yeah. No, that is true. You have them uh, against Samford in Brooklyn. It'll cost some people a pretty penny, but you could have Duke and Creighton in the next round. I think I think I've had Creighton go to almost every <laughs> site on the board except Omaha. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they they've been all over the board uh, as far as sites. Usually, this time of year, you pretty much peg them into one or two sites, even where they're at. But it just it just seems to change every week depending on who's who's where they are on the fours and who's taken up those seeds. You know, now I moved Iowa State up, so now Iowa State's going to come to Omaha. You know. They get the preference, so uh, you're always going to have Kansas here. Oh, okay, you Iowa State fans. No, that'd be, be a, a lot of fun. That'll be, uh, it'll be waste like Kansas City. Uh, yes, yeah. it will. Yeah, <laughs> it will be, be some fan on fan crime. Load up on the uh, Bush Light down there at the old mattress factory. <laughs> <laughs> Low calories. All right. Um, we uh, look. You got anything special this week on the uh, podcast? Uh, Blue Jay Banner. No. We, well, we're not doing a Blue Jay Banner today. Okay. We. I have a baseball commitment today. Really? We have the first baseball hilltoppers tonight, so I'm excited for that. Okay. Go go talk to Ed Service, and uh, so we'll talk to Ed later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of year it's going to be? Kendall Rogers is high on Creighton, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, we'll. <laughs> can you can you, add, can you can you bring up today why they're starting in Baltimore? Yes, we'd like. Yeah. To We've had a lot of discussions about that with Ed's in his schedule. He schedules almost all home games the entire month of March. Like, they should be in Southern Cal or Texas or Florida playing yeah, games. Like, Arizona. I, I understand you need X amount of home games here. 
Um, but it's not like you, you know, have eight thousand a game. All right, so I, I get that, and their season ticket. There's a lot of economics involved, but you know, maybe maybe one game or in March yeah. or one yeah. series, and and the other thing too is he's trying to get he's trying to get really good teams to come in here who want to come yeah. in here but can't come in during the season. Yeah, and he's got to kind of handpick the ones that have a week off that'll come in for a three gamer. You know, in April or May, but uh, what are you trying and, to say? And, outside of UConn, the Big East uh, schedule doesn't provide the strength of schedule you need. No, no, not really. No, <laughs> no, no. Used thank, to be. Thank, thank God for UConn. Used to be St. John's, but uh, yeah. you know they've gone to hell too. And yeah. of course, Seton Hall. And I wish Xavier. You know, Xavier yeah. plays decent teams. Yeah. Their record sometimes, like yeah. Xavier's, been okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, they always seem to to make noise in May. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that that'd be. I, I just wish they'd, you know, you know they used to do the deal in Minnesota. I like that when they yep. go play in U.S. Bank and mm-hmm. yeah. played some different teams up there and uh, so forth. That that was always a nice little. Um, but Ed doesn't like going there. You know, he's a big Packer fan. No. Well, <laughs> hey, good luck to your Vikings. You now begin a uh, pretty important. Oh my God, Gary! Yeah. Gary, we went from from the best team in the FC Central to the worst in like a matter of three weeks. Seriously, it's, uh, everything changed. Like. Behind the Bears, hey, well, hey, well, the Bears hey, came on at the end, and, and my, got, my team's got tons of draft picks. Yeah, that's right. I mean, my team's officially on the clock right now. Yeah, they could, you know, they could, they can improve on this. But yeah. there is one good thing: Dan, Dan Campbell's still in the NFC Central, so there's always hope. Right. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Have a good week. You're going to be busy. Thanks, man. That's uh, Tim. See Tim. You can uh, see his bracket, which will uh, be released. Uh, why don't you hit send right now on uh, Stadium.com uh, later today? <laughs> Uh, Tim's been doing this for a long time, and then that mock bracket information is up on uh, his Twitter page at TK uh, Brackets. All right, coming up uh, at the top of the next hour, uh, Jacob Bigelow stops by his thoughts on uh, what he saw on Saturday, and then what he saw yesterday at the Pinnacle Bank Arena when Caitlin Clark was shut out in the fourth quarter. That boxing one always gets you. <laughs> Tell you what, that got me in uh, it, it did. CA. Oh yeah, I throw a boxing one. That's I how we always do. We always knew who the best player was. Like yeah. we're boxing one, and then that person, okay, then that's the guy. Heck yeah. Uh, Plus, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about the uh, Super Bowl uh, commercials. Why Jennifer Coolidge is so popular. Mm. Don't know why. And what is Timu? And they got a lot of money. So does Jesus. You know Jesus spent $7 million on an ad yesterday? Yep, didn't sell one beer. And we did get one political ad. An independent. Oh, God, that was awful. It was. Birthday Jr. Oh boy, that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, next year I'm just doing an edible for the Super Bowl. Uh, we're back with more with mornings with Sharp and Haley and Jimmy at 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.